It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola with you, as always, from TSN 1260, home of the Downweight and Nonweight pre- and post-game show, which gets back on the air. Potentially, we haven't had confirmation yet, but July 28th, as the Oilers take on the Calgary Flames, from what Jason Greger has tweeted out in the one and only exhibition game prior to the qualifying round, as the Oilers and Blackhawks face off starting on August 1st. So we're back. Myself, Connor Halley, and Matt Cassian on the pregame show, and then it'll be myself, the Latino Heat himself, Hernan Salas, as well as Matty Cassian on the Don Wheaton on White postgame show. And we're going to have Jason Greger hop on. We're going to have Jason Strudwick hop on. We're going to have Dusty Nielsen. Plenty of guests hopping on. Plenty of TSN personalities as well. Ryan Rashog. All of that good stuff as we get set for what should be an exciting summer here in Edmonton as the NHL gets set to return to play. But man, it just feels good to say that my show on TSN 1260 is going to be back on the air and not just have this weird kind of question mark hanging over our show until uh, who knows when. And now we're at the point where it's like, all right, we've got some dates. We've got some times almost. And we know the teams, so we just need confirmation on some of these things. And I can't tell you how excited I am. It's going to be awesome to get back on that show, although it's great to be back at five days a week right here on Locked On Oilers, bringing you everything you need to know each and every weekday on the orange and blue. And today was day two of training camp down at the downtown community rink today instead of the main rink at Rogers place. So we were inside there and uh, again, the protocols, all of that uh, health and safety stuff in this global pandemic, all the protocols were in place, masks and stuff. I had this mask my mom got me and it was, it was pulling on my ears. Like the, the elastics on the ears were pulling and it's a nice mask, but I just got another one from a good buddy of ours, Ken Morrison from Remax Excellence. Check out Ken. Great guy. Uh, he hooked me up with, and Jack Michaels, with a great mask. So that's what I will be sporting from now on. All right. So today we're going to hear from head coach Dave Tippett. We're also going to hear from Kyler Yamamoto, as well as Andreas Athanasiu. Athanasiu, of course, coming to the Oilers at the trade deadline from the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, I'll break down what we saw today at training camp day two. I got there a little bit early. It was great to get there. Uh, You know, it's nice outside, although crazy windy today, but you forget how cold that building is. Yesterday in the main rink, it actually was pretty comfortable, but today in the downtown community arena, it was, it was chilly. Had to bust out the cardigan. Was sitting with Quinn Phillips from Global TV Edmonton, and she brought a leather jacket. Quinn did a good job. She actually lasted like an hour and a bit before throwing the leather jacket on. I only lasted maybe 45 minutes before I had to toss on the Cardi. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do to stay uh, stay warm in an arena. So today at practice, the lines were the same, although I think they thinned out the herd somewhat. And 
the only guys that were out there for the main portion of practice were McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Cassian, Drysaddle with Athanasiu, Yamamoto, Shahan with Ennis and Archibald, Kara with Neal and Chason, Gaetan Haas with Nygaard and Patrick Russell. On defense, we saw Nurse, Bear, Clefbaum, Larson, Chris Russell, Matthew Benning, William Lagason, and Evan Bouchard. Then in the scrimmage portion, Philip Broberg came out. So too did Tyler Benson, Ryan McLeod, and Cooper Marodi. So the Black Aces started to come out. I think we spotted Caleb Jones, who did not participate again today on ice. Further down in the arena, just watching in his workout gear with the mask on. And uh, also of note, uh, the Oilers Brass was watching from the stands during the scrimmage portion. And then Ken Holland, Keith Gretzky, they were in the Oilers offices, which do look down onto the community arena. Jay Woodcroft also here. And uh, shout out to the Mahi brothers who uh, work in player development. And Bill Scott. Bill Scott was watching too. Bill Scott's a good guy. I like Bill. We go way back to his Oklahoma City days as the GM there. And lots of media, obviously. Lots of curiosity to see what's going on with this team. In the scrimmage, there was not a lot of scoring. Actually, Locked On Oilers listener and friend of the program, Mitch Duell, actually sent me a direct message asking how Broberg had looked. I didn't really notice him all that much on Monday and I wasn't necessarily like looking out for him. I just saw him out there. I'm like, okay, that's kind of his body type, what he looks like. And yesterday was almost like sensory overload that first day back, you know, new protocols, all that. You're, you're just trying to, you know, get your bearings straight again because you haven't been at the rink for four months basically. And, uh, and it was just, it seemed like a lot. You get into that rush and time's flying by and you're trying to get used to the new routine and all of that. So I didn't notice Broberg much until Mitch Duell sent me that note. So I did watch him, and I thought he was pretty smooth in the scrimmage. Very calm, it seemed like. And he scored a beautiful slap shot goal, high glove on Miko Koskinen, to uh, get the blue team on the board today. I'll say this, because I know it was a scrimmage, and I know they scrimmaged yesterday, but there seems to be an intensity on the ice and a certain pace that this group has out there. And I think that's the coaches telling them what they want to see, but you know, they're not running each other through the boards or anything like that, but they're going hard, very businesslike. That's some of the things I've noticed, very businesslike sharp to the point, competing hard, not letting up, not like a mid season practice by any means, almost like the coaching staff has given them the playoff type of mentality uh, perspective to, to approach this with. So today we saw two-on-twos, two-on-ones with a back check, which became three-on-ones to three-on-twos. Then there's five-on-five face-offs to you know, either break it out or get things going off set plays with face-offs. And then we went into a scrimmage. So that was how the Oilers ran their day two of this summer training camp. And again, that, that scrimmage I thought had a lot of jump to it and uh, was pretty good. Uh, Jack Michaels pointed out that he thinks Miko Koskinen has looked great so far in camp. Quite frankly, I, I think both goalies have been fine. Uh, yesterday during the scrimmage, it was Mike Smith that was allowing most of the goals, but he, uh, he was facing Connor McDavid. I think he was facing the tougher competition. Uh, today, you know, Smith looked fine and Koskinen had the uh, Broberg clapper go high glove on him. It was a nice shot. 
There you go. You're kind of up to speed in that regard. And one guy that I really noticed that was going very hard, quite intense, and making a lot of plays in drills and in the scrimmage was Alex Chason. He was I, – I, I looked at Quinn Phillips and Daniel Nugent-Bowman from The Athletic, and I'm like, wow, he's having the practice of his life. Just maybe he's trying to set a tone. He's two seasons removed from a, a Stanley Cup win with the Washington Capitals, and, and maybe he's you know, trying to show these guys uh, what championship-caliber teams need to bring to the table every day at practice if they want to make a serious run for things. Anyway, that was just an observation that I made. We are going to hear from some of the players. I mentioned Andreas Athanasiu, Kyler Yamamoto, as well as head coach Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett also giving some high praise to Leon Dreisaitl, who's been nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award, and I'm sure will be nominated for the Hart Trophy. He should be the favorite to win both of these, I would think, after an MVP-like season leading the league in scoring his first ever Art Ross trophy. Dave Tippett saying this, and you'll hear from Dave Tippett later, but basically he says he thinks of a guy like Peter Forsberg who used to invite that contact and protect the puck. Leon does that a lot. Leon is a power forward with high skill. So there you go. These guys throwing out some high praise for one another, and uh, we'll hear from the coach a little bit later on in the program. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to Locked On Oilers by the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so I gave my two cents on what we saw today at day two of training camp. Now we're going to hear from... Oilers winger Andreas Athanasiu, who's been skating on a line with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. Hey, Andreas, hope you're doing well. How much more comfortable do you feel now than you did when you first got traded? That was the first time in your career you come to a new team. Can you explain maybe the, just the difference in, in your comfort level now? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you uh, you get used to it. Obviously it was a new experience for me getting traded and uh, – happen quick but um no I, like you said I think it was every day it gets better and you know I knew some of the boys already so I kind of made it easy and I think everyone in the room is a great great guy so they've uh, they've made the adjustment pretty easy and uh, pretty fluent so it's been it's been good and I think it's just getting better Hey Andres, uh, hope you're well. I uh, just have a question regarding Leon Dreisaitl. Of course, he was nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award today. You've uh, seen him as an opponent, and now for about nine games, you've seen him as a teammate. Is there one thing that maybe sticks out for you seeing him firsthand uh, on the bench or on the ice with him? Um, obviously, he's a world-class player, and you know, definitely one of the best. And I think everyone knows that. And I think uh, just being around him every day, you kind of see why. And, you know, you can see him how he how he controls the play and the pot when he has the puck on his stick. It's uh, 
you know, real smooth, real calm, and, you know, he just finds a way to find that open man, and obviously his scoring touches, you know, up there with, uh, with the bats. So he's, uh, he's got an unbelievable skill set all around, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to play with him and, and watch. Hi, Andreas. Uh, I'm just wondering if you can and talk about what it means to you guys to have Edmonton as the hub city, you know, just the pros and, and if there is any cons. Um, I think just being at home uh, is definitely, a, you know, a good feeling. It's something that I think everyone's accustomed to and knows uh, knows what's going on. And, um, you know, I think it's just that, that home feeling um, definitely helps for sure. Andreas, just want to ask you, uh, you only played a few games at the end of the se- season w- after the trade, and now you're moving around. Would it be nice to get on one line where you could say, okay, here's who I'm playing with all the time? Um, I think anytime you can build chem, it's, uh, you know, it's a positive, and I think it helps a lot. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good guys in this room and a lot of great players. So it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's your job to build chemistry with all of them as quick as possible. And, uh, you know, just be ready to play with whoever you're playing with. Andreas, I was just wondering that obviously phase three is probably the riskiest of all the phases before you guys actually get into the quarantine bubble in terms of the COVID stuff. Now, is staying safe something that you guys kind of actively talk about in the dressing room? And like, because when you leave the rink, you're kind of, you're out in the real world. Are you masked up? Do you have to avoid human contact? How do you go about that? Um, well, I mean, I think everyone knows what's going on. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, everyone's job to take care of themselves. And I think uh, everyone knows what's at risk and, uh, and how, how we've all been taught in the last couple of weeks and months uh, how to, you know, take care of yourself and do the best you can to, you know, minimize your chance of spreading and getting it. But uh, I think everyone, everyone everywhere is doing a, is a pretty decent job of uh, player wise and staff wise. So I think it's, you know, just maintaining it and, you know, doing what we're, uh, we're told from protocol standpoint and safety standpoint. And, you know, there's uh, not much more you can do besides that. Hi, Andreas. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, what have you guys been told when it comes to life in the bubble once you actually get there at this point? And uh, if you've heard or know the story from the NBA players had to quarantine for 10 days because he crossed the line to the get line, yeah. pick up food. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? And what have you been told about what life in the bubble is going to be like? Uh, I don't think we've uh, we've gone through it too much on what what it's going to be like exactly in the in the in the bubble. Obviously, we have the hotel set and the teams that are staying where, but you know, as uh, guidelines and restrictions, um, I'm sure it'll be pretty similar to what's going on now. Obviously, there'll be restrictions on where to go and what you can do, but uh, we haven't spoke about it too much. I think uh, obviously, as we get closer to moving into that bubble, I think we'll dial it in and make sure we're all uh, on point and taking care of ourselves with the, with the rules. That was Andreas Athanasiu, Oilers winger. And uh, I, I'll say this, uh, you want him to, to come back and, and have a strong qualifying round and a strong playoffs if the Oilers get past the Chicago Blackhawks. By the way, Andrew Shaw has opted out of playing and no Corey Crawford at the start of Hawks camp. Just an update from the other side right now. And... You know, Athanasiu looked like he was just finding his bearings with his new team. Uh, just a goal and then an assist with the Oilers since he came over from the Red Wings. And, and watching him with Drysaddle and Yamamoto, it seems like he's still fighting it a little bit, but the pace is high. And, you know, it's not like he's played with these guys a ton, to be honest. 
So just picking up passes and stuff like that was the only area where you noticed that maybe maybe he wasn't as smooth as some of the other guys. And, and, and you hope that he'll work out the kinks. Keep in mind, it was only day two of, of training camp. So uh, quite a bit of hockey and, and practice left to go before we get into a game situation. Like I said, sounds like July 28th against the Flames will be the Oilers' lone exhibition game prior to playing the Chicago Blackhawks on August 1st. All right, we heard from Andres Athanasiu. Let's hear from his linemate, Kyler Yamamoto. The fact that you were going so well, you know, with uh, with Leon, and then the season ended, and how you'd be able to pick it back up, not playing for four months. Oh uh, yeah, it's going to be definitely a challenge. Um, but you know, just getting reps in, um, you know, with my linemates. Um, you know, I think that's going to be key throughout this, um, and you know, just working every day. Hi, Kyler. I hope uh, hope you're well. Uh, can you just maybe update us on where you were during the break, uh, what you did, and, and I guess most uh, specifically um, what it was like getting back to Edmonton and, and crossing the border and, and quarantining in this uh, in this new world here? Yeah, so uh, I was quarantining. I actually stayed up here for about a month and a half after the season ended. Um, you know, just hung out with my girlfriend um, and my brother, and then well, I went back to my hometown, Spokane, and um, you know, worked out there, skated, um, you know, close to every day. Um, and then coming back here, um, got quarantined and, um, you know, was doing at-home workouts, um, you know, at my apartment. And then uh, finally was able to come to the rink and start skating with the fellas. So it was good. Hey, Kyler, uh, since your recall on December 29th, uh, you've recorded 26 points in 27 games, playing a large part, or, or if not all of your time, with Leon Dreisaitl. He, of course, is nominated for the Ted Lindsay today. Uh, what are some of the things that you've seen from Leon that really stick out to you that maybe you've been able to apply to your own game and, and maybe things that you can take forward? I would say just how hard he works. Um, you know, anything he does on the ice, um, you know, he's going 110%. So I think that's one thing that I learned from him, um, you know, is a big thing. Um, you know, also try to look at his shot, but I think he might only, he might be only the only person who can do that shot. Um, you know, I try to take away from his passing. Um, you know, he's one of the best passers in the league. Try to do that and um, definitely his body position around the puck and stuff like that. Hi, Kyler. Just uh, looking to get some insight into how you guys are preparing for eventually going into the bubble. Uh, I'd asked Andreas about the NBA player who had crossed the line to pick up some food and had to quarantine. Uh, when you hear about a story like that, how, how does that impact your thoughts and in preparations for when you actually do go inside the bubble? I mean, I'm a pretty laid back guy. Um, you know, I don't think I really need to uh, be leaving the hotel for anything. Um, I think I can get food at the hotel. So, um, yeah, I can play a little uh, video games, watching Netflix. Uh, so I think I'll be I'll be just fine. Hi, Kyler. Um, just kind of building on Tony's question. Can you just talk about what Leon has meant to your career? Just because, you know, it, things were really going well with him. He's meant a lot. Um, you know, he's helped me since day one, um, you know, since I was an 18 year old. Um, you know, he's helped me long way. Um, you know, just talking me off the ice, on the ice, um, you know, just picking up little things that he does, um, you know, a play that he sees that I don't, um, you know, be talking like that. So he means a lot, a lot to my career, and, um, you know, hopefully I can keep playing with him. Hi, Kyler. I'm just wondering what uh, life is like for you guys before you head into the bubble. Do you find yourself laying pretty low, or are you out and about or around town and stuff? And as an oiler, the, you, know, you guys tend to get recognized, and people want selfies and autographs. Uh, in this uh, era of self-distancing, how do you uh, handle that kind of stuff? Uh, I think you guys are hanging low. Uh, I know I've been hanging low. Um, I just got off quarantine actually yesterday. Um, so I've just been kind of hanging out at the hotel um, or my apartment, haven't been doing much. 
Um, I went to the grocery store yesterday, first time I went out, so that was pretty fun, but uh, I haven't been doing much. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Locked On Oilers. We've heard from Kyler Yamamoto and Andreas Athanasiu playing on a line as of right now or skating on a line as of right now with Leon Dreisaitl. Let's go to Oilers head coach Dave Tippett following day two of training camp. You've seen from Athanasiu uh, so far and what do you want to see more of once the, uh, the qualification round starts? Well, obviously he's a high-skilled player that, uh, you know, we – we had visions of trying him there before uh, we stopped playing and uh, we just thought coming into camp, we want to give him an opportunity to see what he can do. Uh, Leon and Yamo are obviously top high-end players that uh, we feel like he might be a good fit there. He had speed and skill and hopefully some finish there that uh, we'll just we'll monitor it as we go on here and see how it goes. Dreisaitl's nominated for the uh, the uh, the Lindsay Award, and you know probably will be up for the heart when when that's announced. I'm wondering if you can talk about an aspect of his game where he seems to thrive at at that puck protection and almost drawing contact. Like I, I found from watching him over the years, sometimes with him, the play doesn't start until he has a guy on his back, you know, and he's shielding the puck. Is that something you noticed, and is there any players, past or present, that is comparable in that regard? Well, there's there's certainly some players in the past. Like I think of a guy like Peter Forsberg, who used to invite that contact and protect the puck and uh, um, make it hard for the opponent to check him while he's kind of on his back. And Leon does that a lot. Leon is a power forward with high, high skill. And, uh, um, you know, he... He plays a strong, heavy game and heavy when he has the puck. Uh, the, the biggest thing about Leon this year is from a coaching a- a aspect, he is great skill, great knowledge of the game, can play all situations. So he ends up having an impact on your team. And he helps players around him that he's playing with. And uh, he's obviously an outstanding player in his own right. So uh, puts him in that category and uh, – I think our, our players were very happy to see he was nominated for the Lindsay Award. Hi, Dave. Uh, it sounds like a couple of teams have uh, heard who their opponent will be for the exhibition game. I'm just wondering if you guys know who you'll be playing and also how you treat that game because, you know, it's a four-and-a-half-month layoff uh, and it's an exhibition game, but it's your only, you know, true tune-up before you head into the playoffs. Well, you're going to treat it uh, like you're – like it's a, a preview of trying to get ready. Like you say, when you haven't played it a long time, uh, just to get in those routines, get back in those habits are things that, uh, um, you know, I wish we had a couple of games more than just one. Like you say, uh, I've got a meeting with Ken this afternoon. I think uh, the league is talking through some of the 
who you're going to play against those. I don't know that yet, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll look at that game as an important game. And just like we, we've kind of put things together as, uh, as we move along here, that we have steps that we want to take, and that'll be another step in our preparation to get ready for the opening game. Yeah, uh, I guess I just, Dave, I just want to ask about um, back to Leon Drysettle. I know you, I know you probably did your homework on him before you got here, but what was, was there something that really, really impressed you about him that you didn't know about him uh, in terms of on the ice and maybe his demeanor off the ice? Well, he's he's uh, a high skill guy, and and what he does, he he can play the game fast, and, uh, <clears throat> not just making plays, but I mean he's, he's got high speed. And one of the things we looked at, Drysaddle is such a good passer. Are there situations where Drysaddle holding the puck and can find double A with speed? So, uh, you know, we'll see if that happens. But uh, usually, skill guys they tend to get along well together, especially if they're having some success with the puck. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Dave, another question. Uh, Caleb Jones is out in the second group. Uh, he is. He will be a participant in the in the playoffs when and if. Yeah, he's going to, uh, he'll continue to skate every day until uh, we get the green light that he could join the, join the regular group, but he's, uh, uh, he's progressing and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully not in the too distant future, he can come become part of the main group. Won't be tomorrow, it won't be the next couple of days, but uh, we'll see where we are at the next couple of days. Hi, Dave. Um, obviously, we, we know what Leon Dreisaitl can do and the points he's put up, but can you just talk about what he's meant to the development of younger players like Kyler Yamamoto, who's just really flourished on his line? You know, that that's the thing about, I look at both Leon and Connor, uh, you know, our young, our young core players are continuing to mature and they recognize the responsibility they have in helping younger players come in and, and not just become players on our team, but become strong uh, contributors on our team. Leon and, uh, and Yamo have certainly hit it off together. Yamo is a player that he's, he's always around the puck. He supports the puck very well. And uh, it's, it's really interesting to watch. You see, you see top players recognize the skill another player has and recognizes that that skill could complement them. And uh, it really becomes a bond between the two. And if you see, Yamo and Leon have had that right since day one. And, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to watch Leon. Leon, if he's giddy about any player on our team, it's it's Yamo. He likes to play with Yamo, and I'm sure Yamo feels the same way about him. So Leon's leadership, maturity in that continues to grow, and uh, we're seeing the benefits of it on our, in our team. Hi, uh, Dave Reed again. Just got another one here for you. You know, pretty good tempo today. It looked like, uh, and you had the scrimmage with guys competing pretty hard. It looks like Thursday's a planned day off. How do you? How are you sort of managing budgeting? You want the guys out there, a lot of energy, getting back up to speed, but you know the the actual competition day is still over a couple of weeks away. I don't know if the the old term peaking at the right time applies in this type of situation, but just asking about sort of managing the energy from a from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, we have a plan in place that we're, we think we're going to manage. We've, we've uh, talked to our fitness people. We've talked to the players. And, uh, you know, every day, our, every day our goal is to continue to build. And I've been really impressed. The first two days have been uh, high energy, very uh, uh, lots of work. Uh, the scrimmages have been good, intense scrimmages. So, so far, so good. But 
we'll manage it as we go on here. And it's early. We knew there was going to be a lot of energy early here, but we'll, we'll manage it as we go on. But we have, I think we have a pretty good plan in place. We'll, there'll be some where uh, we'll practice a little more and maybe scrimmage a little less. And there'll be some days where we scrimmage a little more. And uh, as we get a little more dialed into looking at some tactical things, uh, uh, you know, the practice will probably be a little bit longer working on a few things, but right now our focus is getting the players back and up to speed and get, uh, get competing. And uh, so far the first two days have been very good and we'll see where it gets us tomorrow. Great stuff from the coach. High praise for some of his elite level players and uh, great to see him back in action and ready to go as the Oilers continue through training camp, getting set for the qualifying round against the Chicago Blackhawks. That brings us to this day in hockey history, July 14th, 1976. The NHL officially approved the transfer of the California Seals franchise to Cleveland. It was the NHL's first franchise move since 1934 when Ottawa moved to St. Louis. July 14th, 1995, the St. Louis Blues signed free agent Grant Fuhr. And finally, July 14th, 1998, Toronto Maple Leafs signed free agent defenseman Dallas Akins, who would go on to become the Oilers head coach, now the Anaheim Ducks head coach. And uh, prior to signing with the Leafs, Akins was with Florida. I'll throw in a bonus on this day in hockey history. I guess not really hockey history, just on this day. July 14th, 1988, my brother Mike was born. So uh, that was the day I became an older brother. Happy birthday to my brother Mike. Hope you have a good one out in Vancouver. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On NHL. Myself and Jody Biassi have got you covered every Friday on Locked On NHL. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.